Hi, my name is Kunal, and welcome to the Geeks of the Valley podcast, which connects with some of the brightest minds globally who are leading their respective industries today to discuss the hottest upcoming industry trends and how their work is affecting the global economy. This morning from Asia, we have a former MD of the UBS Investment Bank and adjunct associate professor at the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology and the founder of the Institute of Life joining us today. Please welcome Eric Sim. Eric, it's a pleasure to have you today. Hey, Kunal, thanks for having me. I'm really excited uh, to be speaking with you and uh, sharing some of my experience. First of all, congratulations on being the first person in the world for being on two LinkedIn lists in the same year in December 2020, which was LinkedIn China and LinkedIn Singapore Top Voices. Yeah, really an honor to, to be on uh, two lists. It is, it is really a big honor to be on one list. So when I was told by LinkedIn Singapore that well, I was on Top Voices, I didn't expect LinkedIn China uh, a week later to inform me that I was also on their spotlight list. So great honor, good to be recognized. Yeah, it is uh, quite difficult enough to be on one list. I don't know how you do it, but we are here to find that out today. Can you tell us more about your younger days, Eric? Yeah, um, my younger days was pretty tough. I was a nerd. I've got zero social skills. I spent a lot of time uh, helping my my dad um, who was selling um, street food uh, in Singapore. So that's how I spent my weekends and um, public holidays. And, you know, I, I did engineering, got a STEM education. So people skill was um, not something that I have. So I struggled a lot uh, when I first uh, got into banking. So after engineering, I joined DBS Bank, uh, a Singapore bank. And because of the lack of social skills, I performed uh, poorly. So much so that after about two and a half years, I decided that I should go to do my master's to, you know, to, to start from scratch, to learn about some international culture in the UK, as well as uh, to live on my own and see how I can uh, work with other people. So Eric, how has this led into your overall background uh, going into UBS and, and being an investment banker there? Yeah, because, you know, I was lack, I, I lacked these social skills. And later on, I found out only after 10 years of working uh, in, in banking that social skill, people skills are so critical in getting businesses from clients, in getting your promotion, in knowing how to work with uh, other co-workers. So because then I focus on that, and that helps me to, to become MD of, uh, invest, in investment banking. And also later on, uh, founded Institute of Life. And Institute of Life is, um, I, I want to use this institute to, to impart my, my knowledge of what I've learned over the years uh, to younger people, younger professionals out there. And what is your mission of, of Institute of Life? My mission uh, for Institute of Life is to train young professionals to be successful at work, 
and in life. Wow. And I, I guess I think it goes into this bigger thing that, you know, Eric, you were an engineer by training, went into banking, and then made your way into being an MD in investment banking. And now you're an associate professor and then became an educator. You may have kind of lacked the social skills at the beginning, but the amount you have done up till now has been quite amazing. How have you been able to be so versatile and do so well in each role? I think um, is because I always try to learn different skills. And now that I, now that you ask, I am thinking um, it is really like becoming a combo specialist. Um, you, you know, McDonald, uh, they have combo meal. There's a burger, French fries and Coke. So I think of my skill set as a combo skill set as well. So at the beginning, um, when I was doing my first job, my burger was engineering because that's my major. You know, I spent eight years in STEM education, including four years as um, uh, in engineering. Then my French fries was FX, foreign exchange sales structuring and my coke is really my interest that's programming so when i went on to do the job my, my finance knowledge of course wasn't so strong but i helped automate a lot of mundane processes within the bank and that helps me uh build a name and also make the bosses happy because i'm I was then able to free up a lot of people's time by automating some of the uh, daily processes. And then when I move on, I combine engineering and finance. So make my major, which is my burger to become financial engineering. So in my second or third job, my burger was um, my financial engineering. Then my French fries, is uh, selling skills. I start developing some selling skills. And what's my interest? At that time, I was a bit interested in the uh, Chinese culture. And then with that interest, I requested for a posting in Shanghai. So Citibank was kind enough to post me there. So I relocated uh, from Singapore to Shanghai. And I then developed the understanding of the Chinese uh, financial market. And that from Coke got promoted to become my French fries. So then I combine my general knowledge of financial engineering, capital market, um, Asia financial markets, combined with understanding of uh, Chinese uh, rules and regulation, Chinese financial market liberal liberalization. So that, that bit um, helped me. So every time when I move, I take what I know, combine with one new area. That's how I evolve. And that's how I'm able to move into um, different areas. Like for example, when I gone on to teaching, 
So I initially taught financial engineering and later on I taught investment banking. And these days I teach financial um, literacy. I teach also your personal branding, your networking, basically the uh, social skills. And that's how I yeah, take advantage of uh, what I know and add a bit of teaching. And of course, uh, at IOL, I then combine my um, banking experience, work experience. I combine my teaching um, experience, and now I can be a trainer uh, on my own. Uh, this combo specialist is quite amazing. It's uh, simple yet effective. Yeah. Recently, Eric, I also was reading, you know, through your LinkedIn articles, and you have another methodology uh, called the ESP methodology. Can you tell us more about this? Oh, yeah. ESP uh, stands for expertise. S stands for showmanship. And P stands for production and distribution. So during this, now that we are in this uh, pandemic, uh, we need all three. Let me explain. So just now we are talking about being a specialist. So that's our expertise. You can be an expertise in your tech as engineer or in finance. So you, you have one of one or one major, one minor. Okay. After having that, you need showmanship. So you will need presentation skills. You will need how to speak one-on-one, -on -one, how to sell, how to negotiate. Even the way you dress um, is going to impact whether people trust you, whether people give you the uh, first opportunity to, to try. But that is not enough these days because we can't meet as often. There's not many networking events. A lot of things has gone online. So that's when we need P, production. Are we able to now produce content to showcase our expertise? Are you able to take nice picture? Are you able to write? And do you have social media presence? So this online presence is going to help uh, spread your message so more people can know you. And when more people can know you, if you are doing a startup, you know, they can either buy for, from you, they can come and work for you. If they get to know about you, they are more likely to invest in you. And if you are working for a, a corporate, having that uh, production, so you can build a brand outside your company. A lot of time when we join a, a company, especially when we are young, there's no brand per se because everybody does similar work. You come from similar background. So your bosses, if they get to know, hey, you are having a podcast you know, outside company, you are going to train other people. You are also having a startup. You have a side hustle. They may see you differently. So then you can use your external brand to influence your internal standing uh, within the company. So that's, that's why ESP is now uh, critical. Um, if you don't have P, just being good at selling, good in your uh, what you do, Nobody knows you, right? Of course, if you don't have expertise, if you don't have the E, then forget it, you are useless, right? 
Um, but if you got no showmanship, even you can produce content, but if you don't speak well, you don't present well, you don't have a good videos, then people may not think um, so highly of you. How highly people think of you uh, really is your expertise multiplied by your presentation skills. So that's ESP um, in a nutshell. Well said, Eric. And as you kind of alluded to earlier in the conversation, everything's moved online and that's really partly due to COVID to some extent. And how, how are you holding up during COVID? Um, how has it really affected you? COVID definitely has uh, changed my life uh, quite a bit. You know, at the beginning of the 2020, um, January, I was due to go to Beijing to attend the LinkedIn event. Um, but that got, um, got postponed and cancelled. And then um, I realized that my other uh, speaking gig, I got a mid Middle East um, speaking tour, my Pakistan speaking tour and India speaking events all got postponed and eventually canceled. So that uh, affected me uh, quite a bit. But then uh, because I know that I cannot travel, so the first thing I did uh, was to attend uh, a six months course on post psychology. Always wanted to do that, but never got a chance because I was too busy and always traveling. And now that I know uh, I can attend this course, fantastic is uh, weekly uh, classes that I that I can uh, do. So yeah, completed. And because I cannot uh, do in-person speeches. I then went on to, to get ready to do webinar. So I bought equipment, I bought cameras, I bought a few different microphones and I learned how to do it. I put more energy in my voice, um, you know, do up the lightings. And next thing I know, I was invited to speak for IE University, to speak at, um, for Chicago University for the EMBA class. And in uh, next week, I'm going to uh, speak for uh, Oxford MBA uh, students as well as uh, its alumni. So previously, this wouldn't have been possible because I don't think it will be practical for me to fly to uh, Chicago to just give a one-hour talk or to Oxford, you know, this time of the year, which is uh, very cold. But now with with this uh, webinar, so I, I make use of it. So the, I, my, my advice for the listener out there is when, when there is some crisis happening, some, sometimes it's good to also um, take advantage of it. Don't waste a crisis. That's, that's my advice. So Eric, to, to really wrap up our call here with our last question today, um, what is the biggest project you are embarking on in 2021. I do hear that you are writing an amazing book. Can you maybe tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, um, because you know I've been writing on LinkedIn for more than five years. So some of my followers um, wanted to read my older articles, uh, but some no longer can be found. And of course, LinkedIn articles, you can probably search only maybe the last one year. 
So I thought if I can put my ideas, put my experience in a more structured manner, it will be, uh, you'll, you'll benefit a lot of uh, my followers. And I thought about the, the one thing that led me to be able to do what I do. Just now you asked me, you know, like, is there a uh, reason why I'm able to do so many things? Uh, beside um, doing this combo specialist, beside doing the ESP, there's one thing which I do um, since long time ago and until now is take small actions. And that's the title of my book. Small actions leading you to a big, leading you to big success in your career. Because I, I realized that when I was young, because of lack of social skills, I was suffering from inferiority complex. I'm quite a coward, you know, I've got no guts to do big things. And I also don't take a lot of risk. So what I do is I'll think of something sometimes and say, okay, if I want to overcome my stage fright, what do I do? The first thing I did, <laughs> I did was, uh, I try to go on the stage when nobody was there. You know, I find some empty classroom. Um, I'll just go on to the front of the class, pretend there are many people out there and try to visualize and then see if I can overcome that. And gradually, uh, you know, if I attend a big event, when the event is over, when people are, um, are leaving, I make my way to the stage you know, when not, not many people are paying attention to me, they thought that I was one of the audio and video workers. So that's how I uh, overcome my stage fright, taking a, a small step at, at a time. And this book consists of uh, 66 bite-sized chapter. Each chapter is about four pages and each chapter gives the reader uh, a tip on uh, what to do. One of the chapter is know your restaurants. Why is it so important to know your restaurants? Because if you want to build relationship and if you can show people a good time, you know, a restaurant that has good service, you know the owner. When you walk in, you know, they address, hey, Mr. Kuna, welcome back. You know, you make your guests feel um, welcome. And without looking at the menu, you know what to order. Because going to a good restaurant and ordering the wrong food can ruin your experience as well. And another chapter is on walk and talk. Sometimes you want to maybe you know, meet a, some, somebody busy, somebody inspiring, somebody very senior. And you know that they don't have time. If you are asking for coffee or lunch, they're not going to agree. But if you ask for a walk and talk, they may. Because it's so, so many people are working from home. Sometimes they don't get enough exercise. If you are willing to go near to their home and then you know, find a park to walk around for an hour, they get their exercise. You get your inspiration. So that's, that's something that um, I hope I can... Um, add value to, to others by telling them some tips of how to get to senior people, how to connect. And on social media, 
if you can put up a consistent profile across all your social media platform, you can build a brand uh, much more quickly. For example, whether it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even WhatsApp, I have the same profile photo. That means no matter how you come, you still see me in my white shirt and uh, blue suit. So that means you are able to send a consistent message of what you want to do. So it doesn't mean that I'm on Instagram on when I'm on Instagram, I'm more casual. No, I'm still the founder of Institute of Life. I'm still trying to impart uh, life skills and career skills to my followers, no matter which platform they follow me. So that's my book. Uh, I hope it will be out um, by third quarter of this year. Yes, Eric, and I really look forward to, to reading this book as, as soon as it comes out. Uh, for people out there who are interested in maybe reaching out to you or catching a cup of coffee with you, Eric, what would be the best point of contact? Yeah, um, I'm on LinkedIn. I, I check my LinkedIn messages you know, a few times a day. So if you send, uh, if you follow me, and then if you send a message uh, through, through LinkedIn, I will be able to uh, connect with you. I may not be able to accept your connection, but I'll be able to speak, you know, um, exchange messages with you. Otherwise, send me an email. That guaranteed, I will definitely uh, reply. My email is eric.sim at iol.live. L-I-F-E, live. Yeah. So LinkedIn or email, both, both, are, both are good. Eric, it was a pleasure having you on Geeks of the Valley and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Konal. You got me thinking about my younger days, you know, and also why I set up an Institute of Life. And I'm so glad that uh, I'm able to share uh, my experience with the listener out there. I hope to see some of the listener uh, on LinkedIn or on my other social media. Oh,